Last week on School of the Dead, we talked about Aragast, the Arbiter of Souls. Aragast was extremely dedicated to the Rebellion, and she showed that through her work. Only through her efforts could the Underworld continue to prepare for the Rebellion. Without a sufficient offering to the Celestials, they would have brought their war to the Underworld. The Underworld is important to the Alltaker. It's the closest thing to safe in any of the realms. And that deserves to be protected. And the Alltaker's protective instincts took form in his child, Morgistus, the Great Bulwark. This is the School of the Dead. I am Andrew Seiko, your teacher for the day. As always, I will link to any relevant materials or texts, but our primary textbook is going to continue to be The Chronicle of the Underworld. The Arcanist once again left a rather incomplete history of Morgistus, but he left breadcrumbs, a trail to follow a hint of the true power and character of the Alltaker's child, Morgistus. Now, as I mentioned in the beginning, Morgistus was pulled from the Alltaker's protective instincts. What is it that he sought to protect? Himself, of course, and the Alltaker, and the Underworld. Morgistus existed in a time before the Underworld as you know it now. There is a massive barrier surrounding the capital city of the underworld, Ilvernus. It's called the Vadlam Gates. Before the Vadlam Gates were even constructed, Morgistus was there to protect the Alltaker. But he fought to protect more than just the Alltaker, more than just Ilvernus. He fought to protect all of the underworld. When it was new, when it was impossible to know the face of danger, let alone the face of a friend, he gave everything to protect the father, the city, the realm that he loved. And his sacrifices left him broken and corrupted beyond repair. It's a little devastating to talk about how Morgistus died, but it's a little too cold and callous to say that he just died. Morgistus was killed by his own brother, but that's a story for another episode. And more importantly, that's not where Morgistus' story ends, not if you follow the breadcrumbs laid out by the Arcanist. Morgistus was a protector of the Underworld, and though he couldn't protect himself in the end, he did successfully protect the Alltaker and the Underworld. He was strong, and his strength carries on in the Mortis Knights today. There are many subgroups of the Mortis Knights. There's the Black Hoof Knives. There's the Templars of the Dark Shepherd, uh, the Blades of the Unspoken, and many, many more. Each of them are loyal to their cause. Mortis Knights start like any mourners, though most of them start as soldiers, working mostly for the Alltaker. The Risen Reaper General Demethiel leads them all. Technically, the Mortis Knights fall under the purview of the Bone Faction, but they're not completely under their rule. So, Demethiel leads as their impartial leader. Many of these soldiers and Mortis Knights are created by faction leaders, Shroud Reavers, and a variety of other collaborators. 
Some of them serve as reapers, some as mortisons, and a variety of other things we'll talk about in some future episodes. The important thing is that they all serve the Alltaker. But when you rise through the ranks, when you prove that you're ready to reach your full potential, you rise. No matter your faction, no matter your origin, becoming a Mortis Knight is no small feat. Before you ascend and become a Mortis Knight, you have to go and forge a partnership with a Wisp Stride, a spiritual guardian that often comes in the form of an animal mount. And where are they? Between the realms in the Vale. Which Vale is up to you, though most prefer to wander closer to the mortal realm than the celestial. In fact, those who have served as Reapers have been through the Veil of Shadows many times, so they're probably a little bit more comfortable in there already. But it would only be a small amount of comfort. The Veils are wicked and wild, and many lose themselves in body or mind from the incomprehensible visions, secrets, beasts lurking at the edge of reality. Those who make the journey and then return with a partnership with a Wisp Stride can then become a Mortis Knight. But it's more than just a militaristic position. It's a transformation. Your body is rebuilt by Shroud Reavers and the Alltaker himself. During the rebuilding process, the Mortis Knights are secretly infused with an ethereal shard of Morgistus. His protective power, his strength, his dedication live on in the Mortis Knights. But more than that, his ethereal essence gives each of the Mortis Knights a small portion of his true power and the potentially dangerous responsibility that comes with it. The General Demethiel was one of the original 100 Mortis Knights, and for some reason, he was given one of the strongest shards of Morgistus. Take a closer look at his breastplate, a four-winged angel. This is on every Mortis Knight's breastplate, and it was the crest of Morgistus. But Demethiel's breastplate actually belonged to Morgistus himself. All of the wear and tear from battle, yes, but also the Etheria, and perhaps some knowledge. The Chronicle says the following about all Mortis Knights. Gifted with the rare ability to see Etheria inside a mortal soul with an acuity just shy of death's own, these warriors ensure the quota set by heaven and hell is met. All of this is just from a single, minuscule, ethereal shard from Morgistus, so it's untold what true power he had. It's not known or recorded, but it carries on in the Mortis Knights. It carries on to protect the underworld. It carries on so we can rise, conquer, and rule. And that is Morgistus, the Great Bulwark. As always, if you have any questions at all, let us know on our social media and we'll answer to the best of our ability. I want you guys to make sure that you've submitted your note for the Long Grief Choir because I want you to be a part of the Choir of the Underworld. So go on your social media and share a video singing your note and use the hashtag COTDChoir so that we can come and collect it and put it in our song. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode of School of the Dead. Make sure you tune in next week to learn more about Singvath, the Pillar of Bone. Now go, mortals. Rise, conquer, and rule.